Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Woven. This is episode 10, and we're going to start a new series on grace. We thought that that was a good next best thing, the next right thing, however you want to say that, because we've been talking about the integration of our souls mm-hmm. and spiritual formation and how that plays out. And we went into the Enneagram and we felt like coming out of the Enneagram, as we start to learn about ourselves, we're going to start to learn about how much we need God. And that's where grace comes in. So that's kind of what brought us to this topic. So this episode is going to be kind of an overview of the biblical definition of grace and how we define grace personally. And then we'll kind of go in more of how that plays out in our lives with God and our lives with others and our lives with ourselves, how we give grace to ourselves. So that's um, kind of an overview of our first series. Yeah. And just so you know, um, or not first series, next series, next series. Um, We... It's, like, hilarious we're talking about this because we suck at it. So yeah. just know that um, we're not these, like, beautiful, grace-filled people. who no. Like, we we really need help here. So we're preaching to ourselves. Like, everything we say is preaching to ourselves because, yeah, yeah. It's well, hard. we bring to the podcast what we're learning. And so Always. This is what we're learning about. We're definitely, yes, I'm definitely not the picture of grace, mm-hmm. um, especially not grace for myself. Um, so, yeah. This is a big topic. So we felt like we should probably start with what grace is mm-hmm. um, from a scriptural term uh, terms. And so I think a lot of times Christians confuse mercy and grace. Okay. So God's mercy and God's grace are separate things. So his mercy is him not giving us the judgment we deserve. So his, so Jesus' act on the cross, um, dying for our sins, that, and then like canceling out our judgment that is mercy. That is mm-hmm. his mercy towards us. Um, it is also unmerited like grace, but that is is more of a salvific act. So that happened at salvation. Grace is a part of salvation. By grace, you're saved. But it's what is God giving his blessings to us that we don't deserve. His extending kindness to us. His forgiveness towards us. And it is something that continues to play out through your life. So I, I, lots of times people are like, well, grace happened at salvation. I received God's grace and that's it. Mm-hmm. But actually throughout scripture and throughout our lives, grace is what sustains us. It doesn't mm-hmm. just save us. Right. So it's real important that we make those distinctions between those two. Um, and lots of times we see grace as a kind of get out of jail free card. Yeah. But it's actually... Um, it is so much more than just what's at work in salvation. It's how um, God helps us live our lives and yes. helps us be formed spiritually and to move forward. There's so many, it's, it's the basis of so much of the Christian life is God's grace. And I think you can't know or see your need for grace until, like you can't see grace until you know your need for it. Yeah. Um, I think, like I'll never forget a couple of years ago, a good friend of mine, I was telling her, complaining about something and she said I think you need to think about your pride and I was like I don't I don't struggle with pride and um ha but (laughs) but I really anybody who says they they don't struggle with it probably struggles with exactly yes and it turns out I had a huge issue with it um Uh as many of us do and so but I hadn't but through that the good thing about it was I was like man I really see that you give me grace here and that Mm -hmm. you always have God and that and it just All of these things, upon being revealed, just bring us to deeper depth of relationship. 
Yeah. Anytime you accept grace, it just roots you deeper and deeper. So it's really good, but you don't, unless you see it, unless you see that you even need it. And that's why I think I'm so fascinated by like prison ministry and gang rehab, because these are the people who actually see like, yeah, like I really need grace because I killed people or I like raped someone or these like horrific things. But I think if you're like an average Christian, average sinner, you know, you gossip, you do, it's just sort of like, you don't always see. Yeah. Like your well, depravity. Well, a lot of that is mercy. So, mm-hmm. so what a person who's murdered someone who, when they receive forgiveness, um, at first they're, they're re- receiving mercy. Okay. To not be penalized, penalized for what they've done. Okay. Grace would be the forgiveness and what flows out of that as their, their life has changed. So mercy is what they received to be forgiven okay. for what they've committed. Grace is what's extended out of that into, into God's kindness and his ability to let, allow us to live a flourishing life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, you know, a concrete example of that. We can come back to that, but it's sort of like... So I, I think about it like the there's a um, parable that Jesus tells. And, you know, there's this, um, you know, this wealthy landowner mm-hmm. and there's, uh, there's a, um, one of the, one of the people that works for him has a very lofty debt mm-hmm. that he can't pay. And he, the wealthy landowner decides to forgive him of all of those debts. He was extending mercy mm-hmm. to him by forgiving him of his debts and not giving him the punishment, which should have been life in prison or whatever that he deserved by extending mercy to him. The grace, what should have come out of that was that when he was forgiven, he also was given grace from God that he did not extend out to the next person who owed him very little. And he throws that person into jail. Mm -hmm. So, so mercy was given to him. And then he was also given grace, but he did not, that grace didn't flow out of him. Right. So he did not receive the grace of God to extend kindness and to live a flourishing life. So we've been, we talked about a couple episodes ago before the Enneagram episode at the end of our um, soul integration um, episodes about what does it look like to live a flourishing life? Well, the only way we can live a flourishing life is by the grace of God. And I think about um, Titus 2, which not a lot of people probably read Titus, but Titus <laughs> 2, 11 and 12 says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. So grace is at work in salvation, but it also is training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So grace comes at salvation with mercy. Mm-hmm. Get it, um, you know, mercy is not getting what we deserve, and grace is getting what we don't deserve. Ooh, say that again. That's good. Okay, mercy is not getting what we deserve, so the punishment. Okay, we're not getting the punishment we deserve, and grace is getting the things that we is getting things that we don't deserve. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So mercy, yes. we're not getting the things we deserve, and grace is giving us the things we do deserve. So like deserve. you're a little kid, you steal a candy bar. Yes. And the shop owner says, I forgive you. Here's an ice cream sundae. Yes. Ice cream sundae is grace. Yes. 
candy bar forgetting the candy bar situation as mercy yeah so that shop owner could just said you're forgiving go home right and that would be mercy Uh uh-huh like not not calling your parents or not calling the police Uh uh-huh not making you pay for it right not not punishing you is the mercy but then going above and beyond Mm -hmm. and giving the ice cream cone even though yes so it's the on top of so both mercy and salvation are and grace are at play in salvation and, and Jesus' work on the cross, but all of the benefits and blessings and flourishing that comes out of a life who has been of someone who's been extended mercy and grace and understands it, it's grace. So here's a question, because I struggled with this and I, I suspect a lot of people do too, which is yeah. a lot of times we're not in that language of being like, I'm of even knowing we need grace or mercy, you know, and a lot of people who like maybe are new to Christianity or who like aren't Christian, but are kind of like seeking, Mm -hmm. it can sound very like, Oh, you, you want to punish me, but then, and I wasn't even aware that I did anything wrong. And what, what would you say to that as far as like, how is it really just in, we're asking God to show us where we need him. Yeah. But for people who maybe even aren't aware. Well, so that, I mean, that's huge because if you don't even know that you're a sinner or that Mm -hmm. you commit sins, and I think most human beings understand that they're not perfect. I mean, you have the few narcissistic type of people that think that they're perfect. But most human beings deep down inside know that they're not perfect. But there's always this value system placed on sin Mm -hmm. um, or on wrong things. If you don't use the word sin, just the wrong things people do. So in society, obviously, you get punished more if you murder someone than if you steal a candy bar. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that crosses over into our sin life. And so we start ranking sin. And so we, we think of those people who are in prison as needing more forgiveness mm-hmm. than we do or needing mm-hmm. more grace than we do. When when God looks at sins, it's all sin to him. And so I think the first step is realizing that we are sinners and all sin is bad. Mm-hmm. And all sin keeps us from a right relationship with God, a healthy relationship with and God. And let's talk about that because I think when people hear that and they're like, seriously, God thinks that murdering someone is the same as a candy bar? Like, that's ridiculous? Yes. So what we're really saying is sin is not, I think when you think of sin, you think of it, you being people, we think of it as like individual acts. Yes. But sin is more like a cancer. Yes. It's not little bug bites on your arm. No. It is something inside of you that eats you up. Well, there's a difference between God seeing all sin as sin uh-huh. and he, and there being different consequences for different sins. I mean, okay. scripture is very plain. You reap what you sow. Right, right, um, right. There, you know, especially in the Old Testament, there's different punishments for different types of sins. So just because we say that God views sin equally mm-hmm. does not mean that he doles out consequences equally. And just that's like, where mercy comes in. That's where mercy comes in. Yeah. Right. And so, so God, God views all sin as sin. But there are different consequences for different types of sin. And he views it that way because he's always looking at our heart. And I think that's what I mean when I say it comes from inside. Like the same heart that feels intense anger to like that same posture of like intense anger to someone who has wronged you. However you act out, whether you're passive aggressive and you spread a bad rumor about them or murder them, it's the same heart posture of revenge and anger and just like, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, I think, 
And sin, let's define sin. I just feel like these things get sort of like yes. muddled and confusing. Well, yeah. So sin is missing the mark. That's all it is. Yes. It is it's like an archery term. Am yes. I right in that? Yes. Okay, so it's an archery term of literally like you're aiming at something and it went the wrong way. It doesn't yes. it's not necessarily like sin means you intentionally were yes. like whatever, God, I'm going to go over here and do that. That's not what it means. It just means that there is a mark for you having a flourishing, healthy life. The end goal of which is always, always, always are flourishing. Yes. It is not to like earn God's favor. It is not to, you know, be a good girl or a good boy. It is always because God has our best interests at heart. And I just think that I really want to say that because I think the whole conversation on sin is so muddled. And I think people think about, well, I don't want God to be mad at me. I don't want him to be displeased with me. Yeah. He's mad at you the way you're mad at your kid for hurting themselves when you told them not to. Exactly. That's what it is. Yes. And I think that the picture of um, the parent-child relationship, and even if you don't have children, you have a parent, um, yeah. or you um, love somebody unconditionally, I will say that my view of sin and God did change when I became a parent. It's just, you start to really truly understand what unconditional love is because you don't, you don't unconditionally love anybody like you unconditionally love your children. Yeah. There's always conditions placed on most relationships, except for your parent child relationship, unless you're super unhealthy parent, (laughs) (laughs) but most of the time. Um, and I, I think going back to sin, when we talked about it's missing the mark, then what's repentance Mm -hmm. and repentance is just a recalibration. Yes. So you're the archer you're shooting for something, it misses. And so then you have to readjust Yeah, to, to make the mark. And that's what repentance always is. We've missed the mark, we come back, we miss the mark. And the grace of God is, is that he, that he gives us the ability to keep doing that over and over and over. So it t- scripture talks about the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. That's grace, that kindness, that effervescent, constant kindness that comes from yes. God is what drives us to repentance. Yes. It is not him sitting there with a clipboard. Yes. Judging you and marking down yes. and saying, Oh, one, you messed up. That's never yes. ever hit. And I have to, I'm preaching to myself because this is something I constantly have to remember is like, he loves us and he's mm-hmm. training us. And I mean, just the other day we're teaching our daughters to ride tricycles. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think of it and there's so many different, I have to show them how to steer. They have to know yeah. to use the pedals. They have to know how to stop. They have to know how to not run into each other full speed ahead. And, um, but how it's all just training and it's all these nuance. And if, and if they felt like, oh gosh, every time mom turns my handlebars, I'm doing it wrong. Every time she stops me, I'm doing it wrong. If they thought of it that way, they would never learn. Yes. They wouldn't like, they would just be so overwhelmed. And I think a lot of us see sin that way. And we think of it like that. Yeah. And then we just get so discouraged because we're like, oh my gosh, like I just suck at everything and why am I bothering? But really yes. it just, it's training. You're yes. training. Yeah. And the, and the grace of God is what empowers us to be yes. able to, to, to be trained. Um, and it, it kind of, to me, grace is the basis for everything in the Christian life. Yep. Um, you know, not only does it, does it show us that we're sinners and that we need Jesus. That's the very base part of it, but it's the basis for everything. It's our, the basis for our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first Corinthians, Paul's one ten. Paul says by the grace of God, God, I am what I am. So yes. our identity in Christ is because of grace. Our standing before God is because of grace, our behavior, our living, our holiness, um, our way of speaking, our way of serving, our sufficiency, our responses to suffering. Um, you know, Hebrews 4.16, we get grace to help in time of need. Mm-hmm. Like, grace is the basis for all of those things. Yes. Um, it's our participation in God's mis- mission, our future, our hope, all of those things. Um, we, You know, Jesus says we've received grace upon grace. 
it's just, it's, it's the basis for living the Christian life. Yeah. And I wanted to read something out of Galatians. It's not, I mean, it is about grace, but it doesn't specifically say that it's Galatians 2, um, 19 through 21, where it says, and this is the message. Um, yeah. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God, and it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ, and my ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion, and I'm no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but is lived Mm. by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not going to go back on that. Is it not clear to you that to go back to that old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God? I refuse to do that to repudiate God's grace. If a living relationship with God could come by rule-keeping, then Christ died unnecessarily. Yeah. And I think that's where we get messed up. We see sin as Mm rule-keeping. We see... I did good today. I'm a good girl. I messed up three times. I'm going to go repent. And honestly, like, this is this is the church that messes this up a lot, oh, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I mean, the minute we say, like, Christians should be identified by grace, I just 50 examples infiltrate my brain of the times we failed at this. Oh, for sure. And I, I think I think it's, it's a twofold kind of um, issue. So we live in a, a world and a culture that's very merit-based. Mm-hmm. So so even if you take religion out of it, we yes. struggle with the idea of extending grace and receiving grace, um, even secularly, uh, because we it's, it's we're constantly trying to earn favor and earn merits and that's just how we live in our society not all cultures are like this but our culture the western world is definitely like that so it's hard for us to grasp the concept of grace towards ourselves and others because of that and then the church just struggles with it in general too with yeah. um you know behavior modification and keeping rules um, and yes, God does give us a blueprint of how to live our life because he loves us. And like you were saying, wants us to flourish, but it's not because he wants us to keep rules so mm-hmm. that we'll be good. It's because he loves us and, and wants us to have the best life and, and the best live the most fruitful way possible. And that's only, that only is accomplished when, um, we recognize our need for grace. Yeah. And it just needs to, it's funny, um, the difference between like behavior modification. So we're, um, our girls are a little late to potty training. It's taken a while. Um, so I've noticed two ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, one way we were doing, we were like, oh my God, you had an accident. All right, let me clean it up. And we were just annoyed. And I mean, you know, have to have grace with myself there because it is a frustrating thing, but, um, it's like then, the worst part of parenting so far. I mean, potty training I've only been doing it for eight years, so I'm sure there will be worse parts of parenting. But currently, yes. out of the eight years I've been parenting, potty training has to. It's just the list. so incredibly frustrating, it is as so if you needed more laundry. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but and I noticed that, and I was talking to a friend, or I was talking to someone, and they were like, "Well, why don't you, you just can't acknowledge it?" They were like, "Just don't yes. even like like when the when they mess up, when they have an accident, just yes. say, okay, clean it up, don't make a big yes. deal.'" And it was like in that moment, the Lord was like. That's the difference. Like, because if you draw attention to it and you're like, look at, like, you know, look what you did. The shame. The shame. Yes. And I noticed when we did that, and I don't think we were even that bad about it. I think we were pretty average, annoyed. Like, I don't think we were, like, especially shameful to our kids. But I noticed when we did that, it just made them have more accidents. And that's the same with sin. If you're just focused on your sin and you're you know, not accepting grace or living by grace, yes. then you just become like, oh, I can't do it. And, but then when we just started saying, you know what, guys, like here, 
here's some new underwear. Try yes. again later. Guess what? They're potty trained now. Yes. And it doesn't take that long. Yeah. Well, and, and I did it um, both ways with my two kids. And the difference is, is that like for my daughter, shame worked, mm-hmm. but it not in a good way. Right. So right. it did potty train. Her. It is effective. And it, but <laughs> it is effective, especially for kids who are people pleasers and yes. rule followers. And this, and I, I'm, I'm studying this metaphor to us spiritually too. Yes. There are some of us that, that shame and rule keeping and behavior modification works, but it's not changing your heart. Exactly. It does change the outward, a part of you mm-hmm. or, or you just become more rebellious, which is me, yes. which also happens the, you know, another subset yeah. of people, that's what, what they do, they do. But like what you're talking about of just ha- living or just doing it gracefully uh-huh. um then 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 they're they have a motivation to 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 change and, or to right. learn because they realize that if they do mess up it's gonna be okay and that they can keep moving forward and this is the same with our relationship with god for so long i've lived my life of oh well i messed up i guess i can't do that or i guess uh-huh. god's mad at me or i guess he's just disappointed if he's not mad, because I didn't really believe he was mad, but I did believe he was disappointed. Versus, okay, this is a part of the training process. Mm-hmm. God extends grace to me. He says, get back up again, and we'll move on to the next thing. And we'll keep pushing forward and, you know, keep stepping forward. And it's a process. And we just continue to stand in that grace. So even if we're just inching forward, yeah. we're still moving forward in the right direction. Versus every time I mess up, him being disappointed. Yeah. And that's like, for me, that's a picture of grace. It's like, he takes our sin, washes it away, yeah. whether it's, you know, your pee underwear or whatever, and <laughs> gives us new, Yeah, and we try again. Yeah. And I just, I keep coming back to that metaphor because it's just so true. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I, I think that it starts with, just like everything else, it starts with our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we go into this series, we'll be talking about um, one of my one of my favorite um, spiritual um, discipling tools is the cycle of grace. And I think we'll we'll talk about that because um, what it is and what it isn't, because I think that that's how we get that relationship, the right relationship of grace with God. Right. And then what does it look like to have grace for others? Mm-hmm. And when sometimes we need to have boundaries um, and right. that looks like grace, too. Um, and what does that look like? And then how to have grace for ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this gets into, you know, self-care and just not being so hard on ourselves. Why are we so hard on ourselves? And I I think this is just a really super important topic. Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing about grace is, to go back to potty training, Grace doesn't mean, well, I'm just going to pee in my pants till I'm 18 years old. Exactly. Exactly. The point, because I think a lot of people will hear grace and they think, oh, well, I'm it's just going to do what, yeah, yes. I'm yeah. just going to do what I want forever. Yeah. Because, which, which, um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, um, coined cheap grace. Yeah, that's cheap exactly. Grace. And that's yes. not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're, we're not just saying, oh, you can do whatever you want because grace, <laughs> which <laughs> like uh, it being a free pass. I mean, it is a free pass. That's yes. a thing. Yes. But it, <laughs> it's a free pass. But you're still supposed to be, it's still supposed to be moving you in the right direction. Right. It's if not it's a not, free pass to stay stagnant. Right. It's a free pass so that you have freedom to move forward. But honestly, I think for some people, I think I'm like this. Like sometimes we need to feel that free pass for a while and yes. really believe it's true to be able to. So that, that's true. If you're in like a stagnant season where you're just peeing okay. in your pants all the time, just be there, you know? And <laughs> seriously, just live in those wet pants. Live in those wet pants. God will keep changing it. And then I think eventually once you trust, his motive and his mm-hmm. love, you will be motivated That's, to, to, yeah. you know, move forward out of that. But yeah. 
So we recognize that this is a very big, all-encompassing topic. And even if you've been a Christian for six months or 60 years, it is a concept that is extremely hard to grasp. Um, I just, I, I think, you know, like the love of God, the grace of God is just so big and so hard for it. We're never going to fully understand it, but I think that we can just keep digging into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to do over the next few episodes. And if you are listening to this and you're like, I really need um, help understanding grace in this context, we would love to hear from you. So yeah. we kind of know which episode we really need to focus on. Um, so like, like I was saying earlier, we want to do an episode on um, receiving grace from God which is when we'll dig in more into the cycle of grace. And then um, and then we'll do one on extending grace to others and what that looks like and what it doesn't look like. So we can talk yes, about boundaries. boundaries. And then um, having grace for ourselves. And that's when we'll do an episode on that the buzzword self-care. Yes. Because <laughs> that word, like the Enneagram, is everywhere. So um, we're, we'll do an episode on that. Um, so if any of those really hit home for you and you're like, I really don't understand this about grace and myself or whatever, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you reach out to us. Yes. Um, any other thoughts on the basic basics of grace or any questions? No, I mean, I think it's just like you said, it's such a big talk. I mean, it's literally the crux of our faith. It is the thing yes. that makes Christianity different than every other religion. Correct. And so everything else is workspace. Everything else is workspace. Christianity yes. is the only one. That, and so if you're confused, uh, A, you're in good company and B, you kind of should be because our entire world is not grace. So this should yeah. be a confusing topic. Yeah. This just isn't how the world works. And it's a very yes. hard thing to, you know, swim against the stream with this. So um, you're in good company. We're confused too. And we're going to walk through it together. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a word that we toss around a lot as yes. Christians, but we don't understand it. You know, we like grace and mercy, God's grace and mercy, or we just, we say it or we pray it. But we really don't know what it means. Or it makes you think of a ballerina. Yeah. Which is graceful. another, you know, yeah, that's different, another. a different definition for grace. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it, it, it is a, it is a, a word that's used flippantly that we need to chew on more yeah so absolutely understand it better. so we hope we chewed on sin a little bit we're yes. gonna spit that out and we're gonna start <laughs> chewing on grace. grace yep definitely uh, so thanks for listening yes. and until next time we hope you guys have a wonderful week bye bye, bye.